Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. This week with me, I have on coach and owner of WCFM, Kyle Jack. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Good. So, uh, did you get something on your, your new On my new joggers? joggers? Yeah, I had a little chalk. So, um, I see you got some new clothes. My... Yes, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring it up. Uh, Let's I think... talk about my new, <laughs> my new wardrobe. I have noticed that you got some new clothes and it's like been a while. Yep. So I do this thing every like three to four years where I just... That's a little... You think that far apart? It's those virus shorts that I wear a lot. (laughs) I guarantee you they were at least 2000... Like late 2017 at the earliest. Is that the same time you bought your virus tights? Nope. Those would have been earlier. That would have been like 2015. (laughs) Are those still around? Uh, Yeah. I wore a pair on the death march. You did? Well, like as like a long underwear or whatever. Nice. Yep gonna break him out in the gym anymore i might you might nice all right well so you got some new clothes i did yep so looking every, pretty sharp now. every three to four years i go ahead and just buy a bunch of new clothes so like <laughs> i find that like instead of like i'll just i'll buy like a bunch of really nice good quality clothes mm-hmm. and then i won't buy anything for a long period of time so i'm like in the end it probably all comes out to like the same yeah so your only new stuff really is when we get new warrior shirts pretty much yeah, yeah. mm-hmm which we have some new ones coming out. Really? I gotta get the. I guess the sweatshirts are ordered, but we ordered extra because a bunch of you are gonna be like, I didn't know we were getting new sweatshirts. Oh, I've already had at least one person <laughs> tell me that they missed the sweatshirt order and <laughs> they wanna get a sweatshirt. So, so we ordered a decent amount of extras. I did order extras um, in all the sizes, just like two or three actually, so we won't have oh, a it's ton. Not that many? Yeah, so it's really not that many. So. I'm sure They're nice, too. Like, I'm excited for them. So. I'm sure once people see, like, other people in them, they look really, really nice. Yeah, um, yeah so we got... We're going to do open t-shirts for the open that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, we can. We probably should. Yep. So... Um, we didn't discuss about what we're talking about at all. <laughs> so we're just winging it. Yeah, which is totally fine. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, the open this year for... What Are was, we done talking about my clothes? Oh, do you want to talk about your clothes somewhere? Well, it's just, what else did you get? Let's say. Um, let's go. So I know you got some nice shorts. I've seen those. I got, you got some joggers. I got two pairs of short shorts. Booty Bo- shorts. Booty shorts. Men's men's. Booty I got shorts. a nice pair of joggers. <laughs> I got three, no, two long sleeve t-shirts, and a short sleeve t-shirt. Ooh, but also Peyton ordered us some noble neon collection. So I got got a bro tank and a t-shirt there. And it's all kind of stemmed from, for Christmas, my mommy got me a pair of shorts and a long sleeve shirt. From Noble? From Noble. And it was like the first time I had Noble clothes. And while expensive, they feel nice. I'm surprised that your mom, like... My mom likes Noble. She has like a few pair of Noble shoes. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. She likes the style. So she like, she like get on the Instagram then and see like the nope. noble. How does she like know it exists? W W W dot. <laughs> yeah, but like you still have to like the reason that. Yeah, like, I probably I, had a pair of noble shoes. I think that she. Oh, like, okay. Because I was gonna say like yeah. you know, I follow people on the gram who mm-hmm. like sport the noble stuff. So then it makes me want to buy it, right? I think I inspired her. 
to buy gotcha. some noble shoes. Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. anyway, she got me some nice noble stuff for Christmas, and I was like, "Damn, I like this stuff. It fits <laughs> and feels nice. You just feel like a million bucks." Mm-hmm. So. So, but did you not get any of the neon shoes? No, I'm not a big fan of noble shoes. Like for You're training, not- I like the looks of them, but basically, like my rotation of shoes is I buy a new pair of shoes to train in. And then they become like casual your shoes. Your casual shoes. So, yeah. which one's your favorite nanos then? The nines? No, probably eights. The eights. Yeah. I like the eights a lot. Although I think twos are my favorite, but um, twos are classic. I got a few pairs of twos. Yeah, um, I need to get a new pair. But I just, I actually thought about maybe getting another noble. I had the the high tops. Oh, the, the like um. The noble high. I have the canvas high tops, uh-huh. like the original canvas high tops. You do? I haven't seen you wear those. Yeah, I haven't worn them for a long time. But so then Peyton really liked them, and they only had them in my size, so I bought them for me. <laughs> and then they finally they did a re-release of them like a couple of years later, and so she got them, but they're not the same. They're not like the legit. Cam- I mean, they might be legit canvas, but they're not the original style. Oh they're yeah, cool. I know. I know she's got a pair of those. The, yeah, the canvas so they're close. Ones. But Peyton and I actually, what's funny is when Noble kind of first came out, and then they came out with the high tops um brooke what's her last name wells yeah brooke wells was wearing them in the ad and i think her and i saw the ad on the same day ordered the shoes on the same day and i think i messaged her and was like check out these like awesome shoes i just got she's like no way i just ordered those shoes and then so we had the same shoes like forever and she but, put like stupid pink laces in hers. Yeah, she put pink laces in hers. But then um, I think both of ours ended up getting like a hole in them somewhere. I have a hole in the seam of my high tops. So. I wore out every pair of nobles I've ever had. I mean, I've only had the one pair. Had a lot actually. They're slippery on the top, and I remember not liking them for like rope climbs and stuff. Not mm-hmm. that like I rope climb all that often, but um, yeah, it's hard to get away from those nanos, isn't it? Yep, they're they're good. <laughs> Does Nike still make shoes for CrossFit? I think they do. I'm the, not like in the shoe game that much. I think they do the Metcons, and you know, I bought a pair of Metcons back in the day, and they were a little bit too narrow for what I like. But I think it just depends on the person and how your feet are shaped. And the only pair of Metcons I've ever had, I think they were the Metcon twos, and they were notorious for squeaking. Oh. So what? <laughs> yeah. So like when you walked in, they'd be like. Yeah. Um, but then I found out you could take baby powder and put them under the soles or under the insoles oh, and it know. would fix it. But really? I, already, I already wore them out at that point. So I don't know anything about that. Yeah. About those little tricks. I, I Googled it. I was like, why do these <laughs> shoes squeak? Dude, you can Google everything. Yeah. It was a thing. So weird. Yep. All right. So um, anything else that you would like to say about your new clothes? I don't think so. Okay, so in about three... I do have one more thing. Okay. (laughs) You said no and no. Thank you to everybody who reached out to me with new sock recommendations. They don't like your socks? No, I kept getting holes in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your sock holes. Yeah. um, I have not ordered any new socks yet, but I... You're just going to wait until all your socks have holes? No, that's (laughs) happened. I scrambled around the house this morning looking for socks. So I'm going to go ahead and place that order of a few different brands that have been recommended. I had a lot of people reach out to me they about, were about they were like, worried. hey, well, this is the brand you need. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I I bet at least nine people. And they're really worried about it. Like, yeah. Dude, get some music. My little sock situation really got, it just made me feel cared about. <laughs> yeah. 
So, okay, I think that's all I have on my clothes and wardrobe. Ryan so. went to Walmart last night and he wanted to buy some new socks and somehow he ended up, I think, like buying boy size socks <sighs> and they're like, they're, they do not look like men's socks and I was just like, why can't you take care of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like, right. So, um, that's his sock problem. So all we right. can do this again in like four years. Yeah, I was going to say, so we'll follow up with your new wardrobe that you're going to get in about three years. So, put that one on, put, put a pin in that one. So, um. All right, what were we talking about? So we're actually gonna get some new shirts. We're gonna get some like baseball tee, so like three quarter length, kind of longish sleeve type shirts. And then we're gonna do open, the CrossFit open branded shirts. So I think we should just give like a quick recap of what the open is for anybody who's like newer to this CrossFit thing. And even sometimes people who aren't newer to it just don't pay that much attention to like what like the crossfit company right, yeah right and like what the sport is doing right so um which is okay yeah that's totally fine like you can just like your world of crossfit can literally be just, just be warrior crossfit yeah, exactly, like, exactly you know maybe you don't follow people on the gram or maybe you don't like care about the sport at all which is totally fine but um we are going to be running some sort of open style stuff in the gym so what it is is it's a worldwide online type competition where crossfit inc will release a workout of some sort every thursday evening for five weeks however this year they're only gonna do it for three weeks isn't that right so three weeks is gonna be awesome so anyway what we'll do is i guess if you're gonna talk about like worldwide like They release them Thursday evening at the same time to everyone all across the world. And then you have till Monday at 5 p.m. This is like our time to complete the workout and log your score. And then you um, there's different age divisions and uh, they're scaled RX. I think this year they're doing like a equipment free equipment free and which probably won't pertain to too many people listening. Then we have a foundations version this year. So they're. Their goal this year is to make it accessible to every single person. They're I haven't all, looked into it. What's the difference for for the like the foundations? It's it's just it's a three levels of scale, right? So you have your oh, RX, okay, you have gotcha. scaled, and then you have basically a uh, a division for people that might be they say it's like appropriate for somebody who has started on day one. Oh, so, so like imagine, scale the scaled. Mm-hmm, so I'm imagining you know it's ring rows, um, air squats, like basically body weight movements or, gotcha. or simple um, simple things that most most people without any you know injuries or anything would be able to to accomplish or okay so they try to make it all-encompassing they try to make it fun um most like boxes will do some sort of competition friday night lights like some kind of thing like that to just make it fun and um so uh Anyways, so you'll be ranked like in your division, um, if like by age or whether you do scaled. And actually, I think they were saying too, like you can even you can mix up all the workouts. So if like yeah. if you want to do RX like two of the workouts, and then you have to scale one of the workouts, then just the RX workouts are just priority like over the scale. Right. But so you can kind of see where you stack up like worldwide or within our country, within your state. You can kind of like there's a lot of cool filters you can do. You can be yeah. like. 
I want to see if I where I place in Iowa for ages 35 through 40. Mm-hmm. Like, where is my level of fitness compared to these other 35 to 40 year olds yeah. in Iowa or yeah. in the United States? I used to like that number quite a bit. What? The third, cause so I'm actually moving oh, up, up in you're age. Up a division. Yeah, so the masters, they start the masters like age group divisions at 35, and then they go like 35 to 39, like 40 to 44. So I'm actually uh, graduating up to the next. Because it goes by your birthday, what age you are during the games, like right? Um, like yeah. Yep. So. So it's like what age you would be in August or something yep. like that. Yeah. Like, so July. I'm always. It always kind of puts you ahead a year. It makes you feel older. <laughs> it does. It does. It reminds you that um, you're going to be a year older. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, you can also filter it by, like, they have some, like, different um, occupational, like, police. Police, EMT. fire, EMT. Yeah, I thought that there's, like, I, I mean, I thought that was so random. That I, think, <laughs> I think maybe, like, nurses? Yeah, nurses, too. Yeah, you can basically just, you can filter by, if you're a nurse, you can be, like, hmm, am I the fittest nurse in, in Iowa? Iowa. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of cool. Yeah, so, what we've done in the past at our gym is, basically, for sure, on Friday, the workout of the day is the open workout for that mm-hmm. week. So regardless of whether we would do a Friday night lights or do like inner intramural teams or like whatever, everybody who shows up to the gym on Friday is doing the open workout. It does not matter whether you're actually signed up for the open or not. You can still do the workout if you come to any of our classes during the day on Friday. Yep. So. And then in the evening, um, we don't have all the details hammered out, but I would just imagine that basically everything after about four o'clock. I mean, we do have a three thirty class now, so yeah. I was going to ask you about that because actually we would be saying like after three o'clock, pretty much. Yeah, we do you want to run the three thirty class? Well, we've noticed on Friday, right, that like three to five thirty is really really a pop in time. time. Yeah, so we probably will just go ahead and get things probably 3.30, right? So Yeah, well, I mean, so like the gym will open at 3, but then you can like you know, come get, in, work we'll get, heats going. get that first heat going get that first heat going around 3.45 or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So. so so we will do Friday night lights, what we call Friday night lights, or should we call it Friday afternoon lights? Yeah. <laughs> we, might, we might be out of here before night. Right? Yeah. yeah, so it's not really night anymore. Although, I mean... I guess the last time we ran the open, man, that would have been November of 2019. I think it was October. October of 20. It probably ended in November. <clears throat> yeah, like the first week of November. Yeah, I think it started like the second week of October or something like that. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, so it used to be five weeks long, which five weeks is definitely. I, I like that they're doing the three week style. That should be. Yeah. People can be more engaged. In... Yeah, typically what we'd see is people would get really excited for the first workout and then they would. The second workout would be like something that's kind of like different and uh-huh. they'd be like kind of engaged. And then typically week three was like where you would be faced with something that you were like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Like the workout would start with ring muscle ups yeah. and then that just knocks out 90% of the gym and they're just like, well, what I'm doing doesn't. And it yeah. just like, and then, then you try to win them back on week four and then you can kind of get some engagement for doing some sort of terrible thruster workout on week five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was just like this predictable feeling. And so by going to three weeks, I think we're going to, people are going to be excited about week one. They're going to get something different thrown out in week two. And then you're celebrating the end, uh, with probably a thruster workout in week three. I really don't know. They might completely switch up the, 
I mean, it's a good opportunity too, right? Yeah. To like completely kind of change the game. I guess, I mean, COVID kind of gave us all opportunities to change the game up for, mm-hmm. for everything, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, which I mean, I don't know how much of this is really COVID related as much as just the new CEO being like, hey, we're going to listen to affiliates in five weeks is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so then I believe then after those initial three weeks, then a select group of people, I thought I heard 10%. I don't remember. It's a decent amount. I mean, 10% of everyone who signs up for the open is a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's usually a few hundred thousand, mm-hmm. three, 400, 300,000 or so ish. Like so after the initial three weeks, <clears throat> a select group of people will move on to an initial or a, uh, an additional two week qualifying period. Yeah, um, I think I heard it's like directly after that. Yeah, so for some people it might be a five-week open. Yeah. And I think that is where we're going to see something completely different this year. Like possibly multiple workouts that need to be done Mm -hmm. in like several days. Probably significantly higher skill. It's kind of what they used to do with the Masters. Age group qualifiers, exactly. Like So for those of you who don't know, like we just talked about the five-week open. And then the old format was after the open, then depending on your placing, you would go to regionals, which was an actual in-person competition that, um, you know, you'd be able to go to and watch some pretty high level athletes qualify to the CrossFit games from regionals. So, uh, however, age group athletes didn't qualify through regionals. They just basically did another two weeks of the open, but we would see some pretty cool workouts hit those. Like there'd be rope climbs, right? Mm -hmm. So like... Um, stuff that you would never see in the open, these age group athletes. And when I say age group, that basically means anybody who wasn't in the 18 to 35, the 18 to 34, 30. Yeah. Something like that. So if you were like a teen or a master's athlete, you qualified to the CrossFit games through, um, this age group qualifier. And Mm -hmm. that's what people are predicting the additional two weeks after the open will look like. And I think it's a pretty good, probably a pretty good structure. So I think that's what they would do. Yeah. We'll just have to see. See how it goes, but you don't think COVID has changed their way they, they're thinking about doing it? Oh, no, for sure. I, I think that the three-week open, though, is probably... Just more, makes just, more sense yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they have, like, contingency... Well, I think they, they they were talking about their contingency plans based on are they going to have in-person competitions and that type of thing. Yeah. But I think the three-week open is just simply um, listening to affiliate owners and just... Mm-hmm. You know, run, running it for five weeks is stressful because like on our end, I'll give you like a little bit of, so we don't know what workout we're doing on Friday in class until 7 PM on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So then as soon as that workout's released at seven on Thursday, I am starting to figure out like putting, putting it into sugar wad layout, scaling options, logistics. Um, logistics. Like, do we have enough equipment? Like all these things. And then getting the coaches briefed on how to run it and just like making sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. So we're running at five fifteen. Cause it need, yeah. So basically, <laughs> yeah. So we get the workout at seven, then we have to do all the logistics and it has to be implemented to what we would call like, you know, a quality standard by five fifteen the next morning. Yeah. And I mean, so, and what we mean by logistics is sometimes you have to have like certain lengths, like measured out. So like in the past we've had to do, um, handstand walks, lunge walk, like what else? How, yeah. So like, yeah, actually like laying out tape lines on the ground so mm-hmm. people can, can do it. But then it comes down to like, well, how many heats do we need to run? Like, is it one of those type of workouts where you can only run like five people at a time due to space or just mm-hmm. whatever? Like there's been some kind of weird yeah. ones. So. so how it works too is, um, 
So for these workouts, you have to have a judge. Mm-hmm. And the judge does not have to do the judge's course. Just the, I just have to do the judge's yeah, course. Yeah, but... So. Um, and then I have to make sure that... Basically, by me doing the judge's course, <laughs> I'm saying any all these reps that are getting counted are being counted by people who can count reps. Yeah, so it's, like, legit. So, like... So then Kyle has to go in and, like, validate, like, the scores or whatever. So anyway, so you'll have a judge, and the judge is basically there to just make sure that you have met the standards and you've done all the reps, right? So it's, like, just to kind of just double-check It's just check standardize you. It's a competition, yeah. right? So with the competition, there has to be standards. standards. Yeah. yeah. So there will be standards that you'll have to meet and then, um, and then you'll have a judge and basically the judges are just your fellow gym members and we just kind of like take turns switching off, um, judging for each other. So a lot of times the actual class will run more like heat style. Yeah. So typically the longest open workout we've ever seen is 20 minutes. So for a workout Mm -hmm. like that, we would just run a heat, a 20 and then you'd flip with your partner Yeah. and yeah, two 20-minute heats, I mean, in a 60-minute class is kind of... That's about enough. Yeah, yeah, it's that's about all you can do. Yeah. So, But um, in the evening, then, we won't actually run a class time. What we will have is just, like, heat times, and so you can just kind of come and warm up and just sign up for, like, a heat time. Yep. But So we are kind of limited on how many people can go at once based on equipment, based on how much space you need, you know. What the workout is. Stuff. Yeah, what the workout yeah. is. So I know some of the workouts, you know, you're able to run, like, Lots of people at one time, but yep. yeah, it just kind of depends. Like on the that. bear crawl, handstand, push up stuff. It's like uh, we're starting to squeeze in like yeah. six people at a time, <laughs> and it's like let's go, go, go. Yeah. So there's been bear crawls in the open. Yeah. Uh, we haven't actually done any in the gym in a while, though. No. When was the last time we did bear crawls? The open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true. Is that true? I'd imagine for a workout, probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe for a warm up or something. But huh. One of those movements that I don't think needs a lot of practice. No. Like your shoulders end up blowing up, but if you're doing regular CrossFit, your shoulders will be. Remember that one competition a few years ago in Iowa City that made you do bear calls backwards, reverse, whatever those are called. What was it at? I don't remember that. It was. Um, you competed. I think I... one of the Steel Brothers was your. Sealers. Steel. C- yeah. How do you say that last name? Seely. Seely. Oh, there you go. I thought it was steel. <laughs> there's no T. <laughs> oh, there's no T. Uh, yeah, it was in Iowa City at Kilo. Kilo 2. I, I remember did, going there. No, we had to do handstand walks. No, you did. Yes, yes. I got you. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it was, Pete was my partner. Pete was your partner. his back kind of blew up. So, his little brother, Gabe, who was like... 16? No, maybe like younger. Like He subbed in, right? He was right? like 15 years old at the time. He subbed in, which yeah. he's a very, very fit 15. Yeah. Man. Like went to the CrossFit Games, like yeah. very fit, but he just hopped in as my partner. Yeah. I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you did have to do backwards. But if you were scaled, so yeah, if you were the RX, you did handstand walk. But if you were in the intermediate or scaled or whatever, wasn't like the RX, you had to do a reverse Bear, bear crawl. Yeah. I remember how many people Awkward like, shit, yeah. wait a minute. So when you say you don't need practice, it's like some of that stuff. It's like, it's super awkward if you haven't done it before. And right. it's like weird. Right. I feel like the open, they do normally like try to come up with some kind of unconventional movement, you know, like we did those, um, single arm overhead lunges. lunges yeah. Let me something a little weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this year we see something like a single arm overhead squat. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that I think we'll see a lot of dumbbell stuff. I don't Dumbbells. know. Just it's been like a hot thing this year with people training at home and yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, dumbbells have kind of been a thing for the open for a while now. Yeah, but I think that I mean, I think they might lean into it a little more and like try to maybe more. Yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe that will just be like for the at home version. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. No, the at home version is supposed to be equipment free. Does that mean like dumbbells are equipped? Not. Yeah, I think you need a pull-up bar and dumbbells. I think it's just like, uh, it doesn't have machines right. and stuff. Because yeah. it's like, maybe you don't have a rower. Like I, th- I think they said a pull-up bar and dumbbells. Oh, okay. That's I haven't looked into it that much. I mean, I obviously it's don't. Not, it's not, it doesn't really pertain to us. Plan on doing like, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not going to have anybody who's doing the open from home. Yeah, so basically your options are going to be doing it RX scaled or the foundations. Yeah, like which. In the gym. We'll get more clarification on what all that. Yeah, means. I remember last year or the last few times we've done the open, we have had to scale people a little bit more from the, the scale version. Yeah, for sure. Like some, like the, yeah, some of the scaled workouts are were no joke, right? Oh yeah, it's, for it sure. definitely is one of those like you're just going to be able to go faster and it's going to hurt a lot more. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it just it just doesn't have some okay. of that higher skill stuff. So question then, because yes. you know we're going to get this um, and. The answer is probably it depends on who's asking the question, but where do you decide if you're going to do the workout scaled or RX? And obviously I mean this, I mean this on like an individual week, right? So like if week one is something that you can do RX proficiently, you're going to do RX. Then week two is like something that you can like, let's say for example, you're somebody who has a ring muscle up. Mm-hmm. You can do a ring muscle up. Mm-hmm. And the workout is like that. What was there? It was like that workout in 2017. It started with seven ring muscle ups, mm-hmm. 50 wall balls, and some double unders. Mm-hmm. So basically you're looking at like, do I scale it and do a scaled version of this and technically place lower? Or do I do one ring muscle up and then stare at the rings for the remainder of the AMRAP and technically place higher? So, I, yeah, I think for that, it's going to be your personal choice. Um, you're always able to spend the time trying to get a ring muscle up or get more ring muscle ups. And if you don't get past that point, then I would say for just the purposes of maybe wanting to do a workout, you could do the scaled workout as well. And then just put in your RX. So if it's like real black and white like that, yeah. I agree. So if it's like... Okay, it's a seven-minute workout, and basically your seven minutes is going to be spent seeing how many ring muscle-ups you can get. Then you could then do the workout so that you get the score of the RX, but then also a workout. Yeah. What if it's something that's not so so black and white? I mean, I've been in those situations before where, Mm -hmm. like... um, Yeah, give an example so that we're kind of, like, on the same page. Yeah, so, like, what was the one-year... bring muscle ups weren't like at the beginning so you had to do a bunch of work to like get to the ring muscle up. like a lot of work yeah or was it like the year that was double unders dumbbell snatched or was like it was like oh yeah yeah is that what i'm thinking yes of? that yeah. one wasn't so the, that much work. it wasn't that much work it was That's like you true. had to do, i think you had to do 100 double unders yeah 20 overhead squats 100 double unders 10 ring muscle ups or like 12 ring muscle ups. so it was like pretty early on yeah so that would be a good example so for that one i did the first part and then i just spent the rest of the time getting as many ring muscle ups as i could because at that time i could only just do singles and i think i got like four or five mm-hmm. yeah um there was also the year that had like bar muscle ups in it too where like if you maybe can do a bar muscle up then it might be kind of hard for you um 
I don't know, there was a year where it was like tons of bar muscle ups and I could do singles just fine, but you're just a lot slower than someone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, I generally, especially for the open or any competition style stuff or even anything we do in the gym that's like we're going to retest, like, hey guys, this is a test workout. I pretty much always tell people to go for that RX if they have any chance of doing the movements. And then just rely on basically the rest of your time in the gym, not that day, but just overall, then you you would go back to like a more of a training mentality and you would be like, well, for training purposes, I need to get conditioning. So I'm not gonna do bar muscle ups in the workout because bar muscle ups are not conditioning for me. Right, so kind of leaning towards the open is a great time to test yourself. Yeah. So test yourself. So test. Assuming, yeah, yeah. so you might need to come in to the gym with the understanding of I'm not going to leave here today feeling like I had just the most accomplished workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you do maybe have the opportunity to PR in like a in a way where like I've never done that many muscle ups yeah. before. Like I've yeah. I've only ever done one in my life. Right. And like I just did four. Right. But you just came to the gym and you did nothing but four muscle ups. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like. It, it can be kind of, yeah, so you kind of have to like have the right mentality with it um, that you are being tested. And mm-hmm. when you're being tested, even if you're not super proficient, there will for sure be some sort of pull-up workout. And it will be kind of a higher volume. And so you, if you're kind of a person on the cusp or in that middle ground of pull-ups, you know, where, where you're kind of just like able to do some, but probably the volume's going to get you in like an open workout... you go for it anyways and just do the best that you can because this is going to be a test. And the good thing about the open workouts is too, they stay in your account forever. So if you actually sign up on the CrossFit website and pay the $20, you can go back to your open from 2015 if you've been a person. So like this year maybe is your first open and you stick with CrossFit. Five years from now, you're going to be able to go back to your scores. So, you know, it's kind of like our sugar wad, right? Like you're able to track your progress over time. Mm -hmm. And so that's the great thing about it. And also another reason why I would just like encourage everyone to sign up for the open is sometimes you just need to test yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just need to see what you're made of. It's a little bit more comfortable than going to an actual competition because you're in your home gym with your friends. <laughs> Most people at this point have experienced like a test week or a test workout yeah. where they know they're going to be redoing. It's basically that. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, you're, you're going to be around a group of people that you know, but you're going to be on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's go time and it. It's yeah. scary. It can be. I mean, I get scared. I get nervous, but mm-hmm. like, okay, like that's yeah. what I'm here you for. You get nervous for your, for just your own like performance because you have expectations for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you're just afraid you're going to like mess up somehow in the middle of the workout and like screw up your performance or whatever. And so it does kind of like get those nerves going, but I think that that's good for you to experience sometimes to like grow as a person and and also maybe um, put into perspective like your training and it kind of will also maybe highlight some of your weaknesses Mm -hmm. maybe some things you've been trying to like not pay attention to or trying to like ignore and um, so I kind of like it for those kinds of things it's definitely makes you nervous but I think it's like good Mm -hmm. like good for you to like go through that for sure so are you looking forward to your open performance? I'm really looking forward to the three weeks. Like <laughs> yeah. that is very manageable in my head. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what was it this year or the last year 
like this year being 2019. Yeah, like, right. Like last year's being 2019. Last year, I, I didn't. I never got like I th- I got thrown like one wheelhouse wad or like kind of kind of one and then the last one. Remember the last one where you got it was like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Where you got to just break up the reps however you want. Was that the last one? That was the last workout. It was nineteen point five. But that was kind of a cool one. But it wasn't my best open. But I think the year before was my highest open finish ever, maybe. And it was probably like the most relaxed. Like I just was like. 2018. 2018. I remember I that at say. the old gym. It's where it was the one that ended with like. The most ridiculous, like, thruster and chest of our rep scheme. You judge me. It was, like, 33, mm-hmm. 27, yes. 21, 15, 9, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but then it switched to... No, it was just straight. It was thrusters and chest That wasn't the one with the bar muscle ups in it? Where it that was that like, year. I oh, okay. Say. That was that year. So you're thinking of it was, um, like, 12 bar facing for B. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, I guess my point there was, like, that year I just had the most fun and the most relaxed... And like that was the best open experience I've ever had. I'm like, that's what I'm gonna try to do again this year. It's just like, well, I think 2018 was my best year. So as well, I think I was pretty, pretty like. Uh, you know what? We we're, we're misspeaking. That, we are, that was 19. It wasn't in the year 2000. It was in the early. Remember, we had two opens in 2019. Oh yeah. So the one I was just referring to was actually 20.5 where you got to choose your own adventure. That was the open in the fall. Oh, we are totally screwing that up. Okay. So in 2019, we had two opens. The one in the spring was called 19 and the one in the fall was called 20. 20. So we're thinking of like 19.1, 19.2, 19.3. Yeah. So 19.5 is a thruster chest of Then I'm wondering if my best open was actually 2018. Probably. So eight, eighteen point one, that would have been the clean single arm clean and jerk, um, toes to bar. I did it in Hawaii. Oh yeah. You're probably. I think you're thinking of nineteen. Dude, I do not know. I'd have to like look it up. Um, I just I know for sure that the the open twenty twenty was not my best because I don't usually. I'm not in super good shape in the fall usually because I'm very busy over the summer mm-hmm. and my fitness usually suffers a little bit for that. Yeah. And so I was super disappointed when they put the open into the fall because by the spring I've spent all winter training and I usually feel super good by like the spring. And so I'm able to really like hit. Well, what was the year you had your back thing? That was 2017. That must have been the year before than what we're talking about. So. Yeah. Because I remember on the 55s, I was mad at you because you were in the same heat as me and you just stopped doing deadlifts early. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. you were done. And you're <laughs> like, no, I just quit it like early. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, at 17. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, open memories are fun to make. So you didn't um, feel like your performance last fall was good? No, I didn't say it wasn't good. It wasn't, wasn't your it best wasn't my finish? Best. Well, it was a common... Well, I shouldn't even... I don't even know. I didn't look at the overall finish. Yeah. Through a combination of not being in, like, the best... I mean, I wasn't in bad shape, but I was in better shape in 2018. Before that? 2018 and 2019, I, I think you're in pretty good shape now. Yeah, I'm probably in the best shape of my life right now. But, like... So, CrossFit's weird, right? Because... It's like, how are you defining that? And if I'm defining it by straight up CrossFit, mm-hmm. I'm probably in the best shape of my life. But there are like certain weights that I haven't been able to lift since 2016, yeah. 17. Yeah. So it's like, if, I, if I'm defining it by like this one very specific, like, 
you know, like I used to be able to overhead squat 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. And like, I bet I haven't overhead squatted more than 225 in three or four years. Yeah. So like, but if you just, if you I have look, an argument for that. What's the argument? <laughs> my argument would be, so I was just talking to my active life coach about that, which I'll give you guys a back update with my active life stuff here. Just, well, maybe in a couple minutes since we're getting <laughs> kind of long. Um, but I was telling him that, I mean, maybe it's my age too, but I'm not sitting around here thinking about how I need to increase my one rep max. Right. So I already lift enough, definitely for my age group to do almost any CrossFit workout that I want to do with RX weights. Yeah. So I sort of feel like you're to a point to where um, you might have a few limitations, like maybe with your front squat stuff and some of those higher level competitions, because I know that like 275 is kind of a number you need to be able to hit, mm -hmm. you know? But um, for the most part, like you already lift heavy enough that the effort and the amount of training that it and that it takes to like up those one rep maxes doesn't really make you fitter in the end. More fit as far as like um, being able to like have like a really big engine, you know. Which is what I what I where I would say that your fitness has definitely increased. Like in the way that I've noticed would be in a lot of the gymnastic stuff. Like the amount of ring muscle ups volume that you can do is just like way more than you've ever been able to Right, do. so that, that was kind of my overall point was like, if I look into these like one very specific, cause like to your point, like the ring muscle ups, at one point in time, I was able to do 15 unbroken. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do that right now, mm -hmm. but I can do 10 unbroken coming right off of something like a bunch of handstand pushups yeah. where at the point where I could do 15, mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do that. Yeah, so there's, there's so many ways to measure like this progress. I'm just thinking about the open workout from 2020 that had the 40 ring muscle ups mm -hmm. in it. And then workouts where I've seen you recently hit 30 ring muscle ups. And I just feel like you would do better. Maybe I have to retest yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is like, there's just so many ways to measure, measure mm -hmm. fitness, right? Because if I'm just going by like these like individual tasks of like, I front squatted 300 pounds and did 15 ring muscle ups unbroken and I could run probably a five, 15 mile. Mm -hmm. So you'd be like, dude, that guy's pretty fit. Yeah. And I don't know if I could do either one of those things right now, mm -hmm. but if you throw them into a CrossFit workout, mm -hmm. like I will be more fit than I was three years ago. Yeah. So it's just like. You're specializing at being a general ass athlete. Yeah, but that's kind of what we're going for. Right, and then to be then to be fair, if I wanted to hone in on any one of those specific skills, mm -hmm. I have a bigger base to yeah. do that now. Right. So meaning that if I wanted to strive for a five minute mile, I would be able to do that mm -hmm. if I wanted to like push in that direction. Yeah, it would sacrifice a little bit of that strength stuff that you're going. Yeah. For. So like the way I train is, it's because I enjoy it is like mm -hmm. just training for like basically like what's the open going to throw at because mm -hmm. that's like our that's our one once a year like all inclusive mm -hmm. competition and that's pretty much what I want to be the best at and like the best it, that I can be and, and in your life is a six minute mile good enough yeah I'm well six I don't know I'm just throwing out a number some six okay. I know what you're saying I'm just giving you shit <laughs> um, yeah exactly it's like okay I would rather have a 540 mile and be able to do all this other stuff yeah than run a five minute mile and like not be able to do all this yeah. other stuff simply yeah so that's what i'm saying yeah. i mean you're kind of like up yeah. in that upper echelon of this like really super picky yeah. stuff that it's like 
Well, I would say if you can run a sub six minute mile and you can do 30 ring muscle ups and you can lift the, you know, the weights, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, do you really need to push those particular things anymore? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm still not able to clean and jerk 275 <laughs> when I need to, right? So it's just like, I think I got now. You can? I mean, my clean and jerk's not getting good. Good. What about your front squat? You got your front squat up there going pretty good. So yeah, there you go. Feeling good about that. So we'll see how Kyle does in the open this year. <laughs> now he's going to be more nervous because now we're all going to want to know how he does in the I open. I mean, I'm not though, because like, to honestly, <laughs> the way I approach open workouts is like, it's just a class workout. It's the yeah. most comfortable, like working out in a class in the gym is the most comfortable. In your own gym that you own? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> the most comfortable environment that I can be in. And yeah. like, I don't, I don't make the open workouts more than they need to be. Yeah. I mean, we I, do spend some time strategizing. Yeah, strategizing. You just want to perform your best, but like, yeah, I do a pretty good job of not getting like in my head and nervous because like I don't care that much. Right. Like yeah. I just want to do the best that I can possibly do yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And I'm not willing to sacrifice certain things to do better. Like yeah. if I like, like at the end of the day, like a lot of things come before my performance in the open, right? Mm -hmm. So like if I have like a stressful week of like things that need to get done that are more important, then it is what it is. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be like, damn, I wish I didn't have that stressful week that led to that yeah. poor performance, but yeah. like it is, it's just, that's it's just, just what, that's, like, I want to yeah. perform as high as possible while maintaining like Your order, <laughs> order in every other part of my life, right? right. If, like one of those parts of my life is going to shit so that I can do slightly better in the open and go from like, uh, 50th in the state of Iowa to 48th in the yeah. state of Iowa. Like, Oh, uh, I think that's, that's out yeah. of line with my priorities. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it too. Like you're only going to train so much mm -hmm. and you're not about like, yeah, trying to gain that extra 10 spots or whatever, because there aren't these aspirations. They're one and done too. Like you, I don't redo open workouts. Yeah. Remember that when that was a thing? Yeah. We I don't know if we had many people do it last open. Well, we haven't been super open to really letting people do it. Yeah, it's like... You man, never do better, almost never. It's... It is... Here's, here, here's why. Okay, the open workouts, just so you guys know, they, they always hurt. suck. They always hurt so much. <laughs> and the problem is when you already know how bad something's going to hurt... You tap out. Yep. So the yeah. only way you should ever redo one is if it's like a skill-based one that like you just messed up like a bad strategy or whatever, like... You'd have to flub it up pretty bad. Man, even I, then, I screwed up a workout one year where I held like the dumbbells really wrong, and I was just like, "Man, everybody else held their dumbbells different. I should redo it and try to hold my dumbbells different." As soon as I started that workout, from the time yeah. that I had held my dumbbells wrong, my elbows were still like so sore. Yeah. I couldn't even like get. You're doing these on Friday night, and then your redo day would be like Sunday or Monday. And you're you're gonna get. Yeah. What happens? I've I've tried redoing it. I don't think I've redone an open workout since probably 2016 you redid the one the didn't you the row one yes you did you when you were in hawaii you went to two different gyms oh i did 17 17.1 i did redo in hawaii because the first gym didn't let you have your rower by yeah, your pull-up bar or yeah, something right yeah, exactly and then like the first week of the open you're like i want to set this like a set a good tone and that's a workout i should retest because like i think a lot of that was being on vacation oh yeah there you but, go <laughs> That that should have been my jam. Yeah, like, that was like a merry-go-round. That was. So anyway, um, what were we talking about? Um, not 
redoing workouts. Not redoing workouts, that's right. The yeah. reason we don't redo them is because how bad they hurt. Well, okay, so what I was going to say is anytime I've ever gone to redo an open workout, yeah. right when it starts setting in, you your brain starts realizing, like, hey, we did this a few days ago and we didn't like it. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you've got to have one tough mind to push through that. Or you have to have a point. If you're trying to qualify for the CrossFit Games, a those... A point? Yes, exactly. That's probably that's the reason, different. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, like, another thing is if you're redoing an open workout, you shouldn't be doing it and just be like, oh, I'm just going to go harder. Like, that's not going to work. No, because you went hard the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not... If you don't like your score, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a reflection of what you've been doing the last... 11 months of training, yeah. it has nothing to do with you didn't try the first time. Yeah, so. yeah, 100%. Um, I'm not really into redoing workouts much either. Dude, and then once you can have the mindset of like, I'm doing this once, I'm going to have fun with it, it's going to hurt, I'm going to enjoy yeah. it, and then I'm going to hang out with my friends after, yeah. like, the stress yeah. goes away. Yeah, and just being real, <laughs> just that, like, being real with yourself. I think, like, yeah, like, you get done with it, and you're like, that's, that's where, the best, the that's best. where my fitness is at. Yeah. There's a snapshot in my fitness journey right yeah. there. It's like, yeah. on this day, this is where I yeah. was. What do you say to, like, your experience just competing and testing yourself overall probably lends to you being a little bit more comfortable with it in general? A lot of people, they don't, maybe they don't do competitions very much, you know? To me, the open feels way more just like a hard class workout. Yeah. The, the, like being someplace else in a competition next to people that you're actually racing. Well, that you've paid money to like, for the comp and you've traveled. And I think a lot of it is like being next to these people that you're there for the sole purpose of to like, beat to beat them, right? <laughs> yeah. Where like in the gym, you could be doing your workout next to somebody that you know, maybe you have like a little competition with, but mm-hmm. like, at least my mindset would be like, I'm still here for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, the open is still like for your own yeah. data and like competition yeah. or whatever. So, yep. um, all right. Well, one last thing before we sign off here, uh, I did a podcast episode. I don't know. It's probably a month or more ago now about my back issues that I have going on. So just quick recap, I've had about five years of just like constant, just low level back irritation for whatever reason, I don't know. So recently I hired an online company called Active Life and they just have like a um, personal, no, what are they called? Physical therapist as like- A personal therapist. So what they do is they put you through a bunch of assessments and then they assign you some like accessory work to do and then they check in with you to like make sure you're doing it, talk to you about your issues and stuff like that. So I've been going pretty strong. I've been very consistent. I've gotten all my work done and I've been very, I don't know if you guys have been seeing me in class or not, but I've been very good about keeping myself in check, I think. Um, to the point where I've actually noticed a difference. I've been noticing, um, I've been noticing it when I stand that it used to be if I even like kind of tilted my pelvis forward to like stretch my lower back a little bit, I could like immediately feel this like super tight back situation. Well, I can stretch a little bit further before I feel that I can stand a little bit longer. Um, I'm just starting to notice a little bit less irritation like overall. So what I'm doing is working and so anyways, if you weren't sure, you can go back and listen to my episode where I kind of go into more detail about it. But if you have been seeing me in the gym, 
doing some weird stuff, then that's what I'm doing. Or like scaling things that you don't think I should be scaling, like, cause you know I'm capable of doing it. Well, like, why is she doing that? Like uh, yesterday's workout, which was Wednesday's workout, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, I went much lighter with the deadlift and then I'm not doing chest of bar pull-ups cause I'm trying to keep my kit like very, very small. So I just do like chin over or whatever. And of course I still got gassed. I still got a good workout in. I still feel like I'm, uh, you know, doing things to, like help my fitness or whatever. And so I just wanted to give everybody like a little update there. Can you, can you pinpoint like what you feel has been the biggest contributor to this getting better? I'm sure that's hard to do because you're doing a combination of adding things in, taking things out. But yeah. like in your like opinion, do you feel like there's anything that stands out? Um, I think for sure probably cutting some of the things out. I don't know. It's pretty much the combination because the stuff that I'm working on is directly pinpointing my kind of my issues. It allows me to concentrate on some of the other muscles and getting those things like fired up and working. Whereas I just was putting like so much emphasis on like, I'm trying to change up my movement patterns just a little bit, but in what way? Like what? So like I'm trying to um, learn a little bit like better bracing, a little bit better like pelvic tilt. Like I'm so I'm a super good mover as everybody knows. Like when I'm squatting and moving, like there isn't anything glaring that you would be like, oh, that's your issue. You're like doing this thing wrong. So it becomes super like nitty gritty, like super picky to like really small changes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like figuring that kind of stuff out. But I think it also helps to just kind of put my ego in check a little bit. And rather than being like, Oh, well I can do these movements. I should just push through and do them. Um, I'm purposely like scaling it back a little bit so I can build back up over time. Right. So like I need to break down some of these things and like cut out some of this stuff so that I can get relief mm -hmm. and then I can build it back in like slowly over time. I'm trying to think of like, yeah. So beings that, back issues aren't uncommon like they're pretty popular they're, actually yeah that, that's <laughs> what i'm saying right it's like to a degree almost every not everybody but like a lot of people have something going on like i know through this working with active life a lot of this is to one fix your back but i know too from a coaching perspective like you're interested in like learning yeah you're interested in learning like how these things can help you so yeah. that you can then help other people with yeah 100 so what, like, what would you say to somebody right now who's dealing with like a back, like these back issues, yeah. they aren't like an acute issue. That's not like, Oh, I definitely, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess like where I'm coming from is I thought that that, what, what Gabe kind of came up with the other day was, so we, we basically made a list of people that are having back issues, uh -huh. whether they're, you know, all back issues can be a general term. It's a pretty wide range. It's a wide range, but we made a list of people who are having back issues. And what we found is that this list of people is basically made up of people who have had a specific back issue in the past that's like non-training related, yeah. like a sports injury from when they were younger or falling on the ice or like just something like that Like an was actual like, like herniated disc. A herniated disc, surgery. right? So like these issues that people had from the past. Mm -hmm. And then the other group of people are like, I would say like higher level athletes who you would think like are super strong and don't have 
um, shouldn't have these issues. Yeah. And like, we're kind of like trying to figure out like what's going on with these people. And like what we, what Gabe kind of came up with, what, what we are investigating, I yeah. guess to say is they are trying to figure it out. Yeah. The, the ceiling has just been brought down so much for these people. So for example, the people who have these previous injuries, their ceiling is a lot lower and the ability to raise that ceiling back up is there, but it's just going to be super, super yeah. slow yep. incremental process over years and years and years yep. and never overdoing it ever to have a setback. Right. And then this other group of people have a, they had a high ceiling mm-hmm. and then they had a issue that has now lowered their ceiling and they're working back into it. But I think what we're seeing with this group of higher level athletes with these back issues is they're constantly remembering where they used to be mm-hmm. and they're just for lack of a better term, they're just pushing it too soon, too fast. Yeah. And I think that with a back injury, we're just really finding out that that time is prolonged much longer than mm-hmm. like any other thing. Like it seems like shoulders, maybe you can't rest it. You can't, it's really hard to rest your back because everything you do requires you to use some sort of trunk, right? Some sort of ab, some sort of side muscles, back muscles. And it's so hard to get away from where is a shoulder so much easier to rest. So much easier to back off on that because you can still do so much in the gym, even though your shoulder's like jacked up. Because I've had a jacked up shoulder too. So we're trying to like come up with And I think what you mean by ceiling, let me just like clarify that a little bit, is um, basically your pain threshold. So it's now easier for you to kind of cross that red line than it used to be. So, so now that your back is irritated, you basically stay in this high level of up and down rather than a low level, right? So like very small things may irritate you now that when you're looking at it from the outside in makes no sense. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to put some guidelines and like trying to figure out how we can best help people. And like where we're at right now is like just this basic like two weeks, no pain. Like, yeah, I think that like, like two weeks, no pain And when I say no pain, that means you don't do anything that could potentially cause you pain. Like, well, you know what I'm saying. I shouldn't say that because you might not have an idea of what that is. But I mean, maybe. Well, okay, yeah. So what you mean is before you would start ramping back up, you're going to go two weeks pain-free, meaning like you're not worried that if you pick up this dumbbell, it's going to throw your back out. <laughs> you're not picking up a dumbbell with one hand and your other hand is on your knee yeah. <laughs> because you're bracing to save your back. Yeah. Like we need to go two full weeks without any of that like yeah. movement compensation, yep. any of that weird stuff. There's absolutely no like, I think I'm good to go yeah. or like, I'm going to test the waters today, like two weeks without any of that. And then the most important part is when you come back into things, Yeah. if you've been using an empty bar for deadlifts, Mm -hmm. you're going to go to 70 pounds if you're a guy. I know those blues, 135 is like your warm-up weight from three months ago when you weren't injured, but that's not your warm-up weight anymore. Um, And then you just, it's going to be a long process of testing the waters Mm -hmm. and then the next day, how do you feel? Yeah. And then testing the waters and then mm-hmm. the next day, how do you feel? But if you just dive in, yeah. you're not going to feel good. And then you're just going to have to wait another two weeks. Yeah. And yeah. the sooner that you can just wrap your brain around like no pain for two weeks, yeah. that doesn't mean no working out, mm-hmm. but like 
we just need to be very, very smart. Put it into perspective like this, okay? So say you have to scale and um, back off, like completely not do certain movements. Say it's going to take three months. Say it's going to take three whole months. You're staring down the three months, and you think that's going to be the longest time ever. But if you don't wait the three full months, and I'm just throwing this out as a number because months sounds like a long ass time, right? So I'm throwing out this number of three months. So say if you don't dedicate yourself to this rehabilitation for three months, you will just stay in this cycle and you will stay in it for years. So my advice is to go ahead and take the three months and maybe it's six months and really dedicate yourself to that recovery and that rehab and then build back in slowly and you will find a year from now how much better shape that you're going to be in shape just overall you know as far as like being pain-free and then just learning like learning your threshold learning that it's not always about how much you can push through and how much you you know pain you can deal with because that is not at all like what we're trying to be about here um I don't want people to be in pain. Like, yes, you need to push yourself and be mentally tough. Good pain versus bad pain. But we're talking about like a leg pump here. We're talking about like not setting the bar down because you want to. You're setting it down because you have to. Sorts of situations. Not like, oh, I'm in pain, but I'm just going to push through that. Like, no, that's not what we're going for. We're going for longevity. We're going for fitness over time. And so when you break down those like smaller, smaller bits of time, then it doesn't seem so long in the end when you're going to compare like say three to six months to five years. So I, um, I think we are going to like, we're going to work on developing like to try to help people kind of get over this hump. Yeah, for sure. Giving like some specific direction. And I mean, so yeah. Yeah. We want to be able to. So stand by, stand by. Yeah. All right. We're getting in the red and uh, Kyle's got a haircut. So anyway, we, uh, I was going to share like one thing. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to take this right up to it. Um, I was front squatting with Kevin the other day and, or are you going to call out Kevin on here? Yeah. Well, no, no. I think like, we're somewhere around like 290 pounds and like Mm. we're both about to make this jump that sounds heavy and like yeah right and like i think right around like pr land yeah kevin like unracks the bar and he holds it for a second and he just like racks it (laughs) and he's just like i was getting like kind of dizzy he's like i felt like said something like i felt like i could have got it or like i should have pushed it and then we just kind of looked and he's like he's like but i'll get a train tomorrow yeah i was just like Hell yeah, Kevin. Like, he basically was just like, it's more important for me to be able to come here and train every day and be pain-free than to front squat 290 today. Yeah. Or it was just like... Or to take the chance. To take the chance, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like this very clear of like, what's your priority? Is yep. it to front squat 290 or is it to be able to come here consistently and enjoy your workouts? And yeah. It was just like this very like... I'm going to make this decision. Yeah. I think we're pretty good here about like, you know, sometimes those weights just aren't there, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're not always about increasing the weight every week. It's more just going by feel and just knowing that you can be fitter and get stronger and not lift 90, uh, 90% or above on your one rep max. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need to lift that heavy, like hardly ever. Sometimes we give you the opportunity to do it, but just because you have the opportunity doesn't mean that you have to. Doesn't always mean that you should or that it it makes you less of a person if you don't, or it makes you less mentally tough or, 
you know, whatever. So I think that, I think sometimes that comparison to other people worried about putting your score up on the leaderboard and people seeing something less than what they think you're capable of or less than what um, they have done. Mm -hmm. And then that like gets in your head a little bit. And it's just like, you just need to drop that stuff because in the end, none of that matters at all. Yep. So what's the name of this episode? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Hmm. We're going to call it Kyle and Shannon's Jam Session. We covered a lot of subjects. <laughs> we did. We hmm. can talk again. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you in the gym. Bye-bye.